The Unterrified Parishioner, a very Dieskis podcast, contains bad language from the off, as well as personal opinions from members of the band. If you think that your enjoyment of our music could be impaired in any way by any of these things, please turn off the podcast now. Put the effort in! Oh my god, oh my god. Who knew that today would be such a catalyst for reflection? We're going to ball, guys. The Justy Orders of Paul, a few fucking staying here, brother. Do you consider yourself one of the believable or one of the less believable? Like you fucking mean Clear it. Clear Make it out, lads. It's a bit strong. I thought it was a bit strong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel dead. <laughs> I'm not dead. Are we supposed to feel dead? Yeah. Do, Do you, you feel, feel dead? dead? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You've been dead for years. Yeah, no, that's true. You haven't been You've looked dead for years. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of Robert Murphy, Lord of the Underworld, Hardcore Champion of the World. <laughs> Robert Murphy has technically been dead for years. He hasn't showed up in a single photograph oh, over the past six years. He hasn't uh, cast a shadow. He hasn't. Ah, Bobby, you look great, man. He hasn't seen it. Robert, you're, you're a star. Robert, Robert is a star. Now, was I not supposed to do that? I picked a thing up off the table. Shit, sorry. Just don't put it back down, man. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Oh, oh my lord. So here we are at the end of a very, uh, I suppose, a long couple of months, an emotional couple of months. Yeah. We have, of course, our brother Stephen has moved on um, from this world. From this world into the next world, a world where there is no uh, several ferries a week and sound checks that go on forever and gigs that don't go on for nearly long enough and travel lodges to beat the band. Yeah. All that wonderful yeah. stuff. How's everyone feeling? Yeah, man. It's uh, it's different. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a sad time, but I think it's it's you know it's best for everyone that this is the way things go. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I go with that. It's uh, we thought now would be a good time to make a new podcast. Uh, it's something that we have wanted to do for a long time now. Since we since we did the second one, we have wanted to do a third, um, and just haven't really gotten around to it. We were busy, and then of course, well, all this was going on as well. Now I think it's just we're obviously going through a bit of a transitional period, so we'll just sort of try capture the mood. Uh, I I describe my mood as it's kind of it has been a long couple of months. It's been an emotional couple of months. The gig in Kilkenny last week or the week yeah. before was was particularly emotional. Obviously, it all kind of hit home. It hit home that well, you know, Carney was leaving, and yeah, your friend's not going to be. Your just there all the time now. You know. Yeah. Uh, 
But I mean, I do, of course, we've, we've talked long and hard with, with, with Carney and it's the best thing and at least we're, we're safe in the knowledge that he's doing the best thing for himself and we're all together, we're all supportive of each other, you know. Uh, at least it wasn't a sort of a bad breakup. No, no, no we we'd known for a while, and he, he's he's you know he gave us enough enough time to get everything sorted and to keep the ship moving, and you know yeah, um, it's a, I think we we're doing as best we can with the cards that we've been dealt. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think it, um, there's a strange sort of excitement as well, and I th- I think this is something that Stephen feels as well. Um, because I know that he does want to go on and pursue his own creative exploits. He's not he's not giving up music or anything like that. And there's this whole idea that creativity begins at the end of your comfort zone. And nothing could have thrown us out of our comfort zone more abruptly than losing one of us. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with that. So in that sense, we've just sort of been turfed out of nest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happens next? We'll see. So in a strange way, I'm actually kind of excited about it. I yeah, feel yeah. I feel like, you know, in the past, there's been times where things have looked kind of bad for us and we've that's sometimes where we've made some of our best stuff out of. Yeah. Is in the in the, the face of adversity and all well, that. It'll definitely thing. be interesting. It'll surely be different, but hopefully, you know, still really cool. Yeah. And also just looking forward to seeing then what kind of what kind of stuff, what kind of stuff Steve does. Yeah. See what absolutely. he comes out with now. Yeah, I'll be interested. I'll be following him. Yeah. Well he's already got four fans anyway, yeah. right off the bat. So that's more than more than more than we had immediately when we started. <laughs> We've got a, a four man head start. Uh, we're very much team Stephen here and of course he's he'll always be an Esky, so yep. here's the brother Stephen. Hurrah. Hurrah. But of course we do have lots of things to be looking forward to as well. Um we've got an England tour coming up. Very excited. We do, yeah. Very excited. Yeah. Less than a couple of weeks away now. Less than um, uh, a week. Oh, less than a week. No, no just no. A, so this is either going to be coming out on Monday or Tuesday, I think. Yesterday, two weeks. It should be Monday or Tuesday by the time you're listening to this. Uh, and the tour starts on Halloween, so that's next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday week. Mm-hmm. 2018. 2018. Absolutely. Thanks, Robert. On Halloween. Just October case, the 31st. Just in case some alien race is discovering this in the distant future. It's <laughs> really... Push back very far for <laughs> next year. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, no, um, it is going to be 31st of October 2018. We are going to be taken to the Deaf Institute in uh, where's that in Manchester? Manchester. Well, let's have a fact, let's have a fact, let's have a fact about Manchester. Very nice. It's a very professional outfit we're running. <laughs> very professional operation. So, Sean, you're on fact for Manchester, let's have you. We're going to jump straight in. We're going to be having a look at some of our tourist stops that we're going to uh, uh, starting now next Wednesday on, on Halloween. And the first stop is in Manchester. Nice. Now, there's loads and loads while researching this. There's so many cool things that I found out about Manchester. But I thought there were a couple that were, uh, that were nice and kind of related to the year we've had or the last couple of years we've had in Ireland as well. So, the first one I'm finding here is Manchester was the first city in the world to commemorate its LGBT past by commissioning a local artist to set rainbow tiles at the flagstones across the city, marking historical LGBT places of interest. Nice. So not only have they recognised and accepted them as part of like the community and accepted the history of LGBT people, but they've actually set it in stone. That's which I thought was really cool, and especially relating back to us when we've had the. 
the same sex referendum, the yeah. first country to yeah. to vote for that by uh, or what put it through by popular vote. Since we talked last, since we last had a podcast, we've of course had the, the referendum on the Eighth Amendment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're kind of becoming a country. Ireland's becoming a country. Sorry, I've got a Cadbury's chocolate finger in my mouth. Hmm. You um, can't podcast and not Cadbury's chocolate finger. Well. We have brought biscuits. Um, we've become a country who has big important referendums every couple of years. Yeah, we've got another one coming up now on blasphemy, which seems like a bit of a formality at this stage, doesn't it? Probably, yeah. Well, you would fucking hope so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but like, so with the Eighth Amendment, and before that, of course, same-sex marriage, twenty uh, fifth of May, wasn't it? Twenty fifth of May or twenty third? Twenty fifth of May, two thousand fifteen. Uh, on that, actually, you remind me of uh, in Meeting House Square. There's the Dice Man's Corner. Have you ever heard of the Dice Man? No. So the, the book. Oh, go on. The Dice Man, not the book. The Dublin's Dice Man. So the Dice Man uh, might be a little bit. He's not before our time, but we were only kids, I suppose, when he was sort of in his pomp. The Dice Man was a man called Tom McGinty who in the 1980s moved over to Dublin from Scotland. I think he's from Glasgow. And he basically used to do the do basically, what was basically a human statue routine on Grafton Street. Um, anyone listening outside of Ireland, if you haven't been fortunate enough to be in Ireland or come to Ireland, visit Ireland. If you haven't been fortunate enough to visit Dublin. If you haven't been fortunate enough to see Grafton Street on a sunny day, when there's loads of street performance and stuff, this man is, in my opinion, anyway, the the, the unofficial patron saint of Dublin's buskers. Uh, the dice man, Tom McGinty, used to do a human statue routine on Grafton Street, and he used to basically, uh, you know, he'd come along and someone would put a coin in the bucket, and he'd give them a big dirty wink. Uh, he became a bit of a local legend, a bit of a landmark. He was employed by, a, a, I think it was like a costume shop, a joke shop around on, could be wrong here, around on Dawson Street. And it was called the Dice Man's Shop. So he used to wear a big sandwich board that said the Dice Man's Shop on it. Uh, anyway, people just took to calling him the Dice Man. Very good. That's where he got his nickname. And the police would often come along and sort of move him on or whatever. And he used to make it as sort of, he used to go from one end of the street to the other end of the street, entirely a human statue form with a bucket. And then he used to adapt these like provocative costumes based on something that was going on at the time. Um, and... He sort of became a bit of a, a, a social narrative as well as just a, a street performer. But it seems uh, Tom McGinty, the Dice Man, basically contracted uh, HIV. Right. And this is he had been well and truly established himself as a, 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 a sort of Dublin treasure at this stage. But he, he stopped performing on the streets. And, you know, people missed him. There's actually this lovely documentary you can see, or this lovely clip you can see of the Dice Man. There's a little short documentary about him on YouTube. I think if you just type the Dice Man Dublin or something like you'll find it. <coughs> Dice Man Tom McGinty Dublin. He was on the Late Late Show and he became a really outspoken uh, voice for um, in the in the in the height of the AIDS epidemic for the, the the gay community and also for people who are suffering from HIV. And uh, there's an, a really really touching interview with him on the on the Late Late Show where there's all these people asking him questions, saying, "Are you going to be coming back? Are you going to be performing again? Are you going to be back on the streets?" And he was saying, "Well, I hope so. You know, I do miss it, and you know, it would be nice to get back to it." But sadly, he 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 did die. He died of AIDS. Um, but there's this story that his funeral procession went uh, went down Grafton Street, and as his funeral procession moved down Grafton Street, all of the shops along the street closed and all this kind of stuff and. Uh, I've heard it described as one of the first, or I, I, the way I was told was it was the first uh, uh, gay pride parade in Dublin was the Dice Man's funeral. Wow. Now, pretty sure that's not entirely accurate, but 
No, but it's a nice story, isn't it? It's a nice story at the very least. But you can go and see the Dice Man's Corner. Sorry, you just reminded me of that. No, that's yeah. cool. Dice Man's got your back. Dice yeah. Man's Corner is around in uh, Meeting House Square. So if you're coming down mm. Eustace Street and you take a turn down the steps into Meeting House Square, the Dice Man's Corner is just there on the right. I don't know why they put it there. It, it, for a guy who used to do a human statue show, it would be awesome if he had a statue on Graben Street. But yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe someday. Cool. Let's have a fact about. It's about Manchester again. Okay, so there was one more, which I thought was pretty cool. And you did mention we had the repeal the 8th, uh, the referendum on the, uh, repealing the 8th Amendment. So I found a nice fact about Mancunian politics, I guess. In 1903, Mancunian Emmeline Pankhurst found the Women's Social and Political Union, later known as the Suffragettes. Emmeline dedicated her life to campaign for women's votes, and the Pankhurst Centre, previously Emmeline's home, displayed work and struggle of the women's suffragettes that's on display in Manchester at the moment. So... There's a very active, you know, one of the first kind of active, um, you know, politically active and making a difference. And I just thought it kind of related back to so many of the young women of Ireland now who've gotten involved since All right. since yeah. uh, the referendum this year. Sisters of Ireland. Manana Heron. Um, so you're telling me Emily and Pankhurst is from Manchester. That's what it says. That's very cool now. She's the, from Manchester and she, she found the Women's Social and Political Union, like yeah. known as the Suffragette yeah. She is the, the mother of the Suffragette movement and sort of, could you call her the matriarch of the, the matriarch of first wave feminism? Maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. so. How long ago was this now? This was in 1903. So this is early 20th century Europe. <coughs> very exciting time. Around the time you were born, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, early 20th century Europe, very exciting. Lots of socialist activity. Lots of like first wave feminism is happening. Dublin's yeah. the same. Dublin, Dublin gets its gets its door in there as well. We had people, amazing people like Constance Markiewicz and like um, uh, 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 Hannah Skeffington is another one who was uh, commemorated last year or earlier on in the year. Anyone see this? So this year was the 100th anniversary of the Representation of the People's Act, which is the first time in Britain or Ireland that women were granted the right to vote. Uh, <coughs> that was in um, 1918. And that was because, basically, because of the work of Emily and Pankhurst and her fellow suffragettes, they kind of knocked on the head a little bit the civil unrest for uh, World War One, And then when World War One was kind of wrapped up, there was this... The fire burns. The fire, yeah. So it was kind of like, okay, well, you know... We haven't forgotten about that. It's only been four years and, you know, the struggle goes on. And sure enough, the uh, representation of the People's Act is put through. And who's the first woman to be elected into the Houses of Parliament in London? Anyone know? I don't. Go on. Constance Markiewicz. Very good. Ah. But of course, she was a Sinn Féin politician. So she had the abstentionist policy and she didn't take her seat there. But she's the first woman in the history of Britain to be successfully voted into the Houses of Parliament in Westminster. Not a badass. There you go. Huzzah. And if anyone doesn't Huzzah. know who Constance Markovich is, sort yourself out. She, her advice to women before the 1916 Easter Rising was to dress suitably in long skirts and good boots, bring your jewels and wands to the bank and buy a revolver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is badass. Absolutely. So here's to all the, here's to the suffragettes and here's to all of our sisters. Yeah, so a lot of cool forward-thinking uh, Manchester people, which I... I dig. Yeah, there is a sort of a sort of socialist ethic in Manchester, isn't it? Like the worker bee, and that's the industrial it's known bit. for its industry. Yeah, yeah. Much to the much much maligned as far as Liverpool is concerned, though, isn't it? Isn't that where the rivalry between Manchester and Liverpool comes from? Because of the industry. Because of the shipping the canal. Ports. Yeah, yeah. Basically, bypass Liverpool and start going straight to Manchester. That's how the football thing started. That's that's so I believe. That's what I've heard. 
that that's is why in pubs all over the world yeah. of a Saturday afternoon yeah. you have yeah. idiots shouting at each other yeah. <laughs> you're not a real fan how yeah. <laughs> <laughs> many times have you been to Anfield very <laughs> 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 uh, nice oh. very nice uh, will we mix things up and go for a question yep Yeah. we did ask you yesterday oh, yesterday we asked you last <laughs> week Jesus um, we've been asking you for your questions and you have very kindly obliged us so um, a professional a slicker outfit now would have taken these down <laughs> on, on pen and paper on pen and paper but instead I'm going into me here we go so uh, what we, got? we asked for questions you sent us questions let's answer questions one by one so this is from M. Campbell OO do you think having a new member could influence a new direction in your sound? Ooh. I think inevitably it will. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, a total identity crisis and we're going to turn and become a, a different style of group. Yeah. But inevitably it will have an influence on the sound because everyone's going to play differently and what someone else is doing will influence me yeah. and Tim and Bob. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So we're sure. bouncing off each other. So if if one of the guys changes, the sound surely will change. Even if slightly, it will change. I think. Yeah. Mm. I think the sound that we have thus far, our sound is something that's happened organically as a result of the five of us, occasionally seven of us, at one time eight of us. Yeah. All the Lord Henrys, all coming together, and um, th- that's the sound that happens when we all play together. Yeah. Uh, I think, obviously, now you're taking Carney out of the equation. And putting someone else in in its place, if we were to try to imitate the sound that we already have, mm. or try to manipulate it or steer it in a certain direction, which isn't something that we've ever knowingly or willingly done, it would be contrived. Yeah. And it would be disingenuous. Is that fair to say? I think so. Yeah. yeah. That we're not trying to. We're. we're it, it, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with what you're saying. That it is inevitably going to change. But that's because we're not in the business of trying to make it change. We're just. Allowing it to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that fair? Yeah. Like we, we we were joking about the death of the Eskies because it is the death of the Eskies as we know it. The band's never going to be the same again. We all know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I'd be, I'm excited about where we can go with it. Yeah. Some things are going to stay the same. Some things are inevitably going to change. But we're all open to the idea of. We're all open to the idea of a. Uh, Whoever comes in, change the sound, getting the wrong mark on things. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. So if you hate it, you can blame them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah at least you knew you liked yeah, yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forced. Yeah. All right. Okay, so this is from the Valkyrie Kane. Any plans on coming back to Germany soon? P.S. Adore you guys. Ah. Very, nice. <laughs> very nice. Uh, we are coming back to Germany. We did have to cancel a couple of, not cancel, we had to postpone a couple <clears> of German <throat> dates. Uh, the reason for this is because we were coming over to do three dates in Munich, Berlin, and Wiesbaden. Wiesbaden, Wiesbaden. Wiesbaden, Baden. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say when you look at it written near down. Frankfurt. You never know. Near, near Frankfurt. <laughs> uh, it is hard to say, and this is coming from some people who spent time in the Netherlands. You gotta love those Dutch names. <laughs> Thank you, Val. <laughs> oh, she believed the Eskies. Uh, we've um, we are coming to Germany in April, and we're very excited about it. And the reason that it's been pushed back to April is because it's going to be part of a wider European tour. 
So we're building that at the moment. That's being booked at the moment and it's going to see us go to at least four countries in the space of about two weeks, possibly five, maybe even six, we'll see. So we're very excited about that. That's happening in April. Yeah. Uh, we, we have already announced the German dates. They're on our website, so you can see, you can see them. You can go on there yeah. and have a look for yourself. Another question. Bobby, yeah. Bobby, do you want to pick one? I pick one, yeah. Bobby Murphy. Um, Yeah. <laughs> you ever put lime in water? Yeah. Squidge of fresh lime in did sparkling you see, water. Did you see those like carafes you can buy, but that where they have like a little bit in the middle where you put your chop up some fruit. Go away. Yeah, and then it just kind of. What's it called? You don't get all the bits. Did you say it's called a carafe. You know, like a jug or a carafe. You know, with like, right. with like a kind of sieve bit in the middle, a long sieve. Oh, I've bit. seen this. Yeah, yeah. This is a insomnia. Does have them? Oh yeah, very good. Like a, fr- a, fruit, yeah, yeah. a fruit water. Yeah, it's got it's yeah, got a, yeah. it's got a fruit they're, pole. They're yeah, really a fruit pole, right? Right through the middle. Is, <laughs> is the lime supposed to actually kind of? Uh, you're supposed to let it settle a little bit longer to get that. Uh, are you telling me how to drink water? <laughs> Tim George, Dad, if anybody out there is looking for tips on how to drink water, how to successfully drink water, drink water with optimum success and the greatest results, Tim, maybe you might help the people. No, well, let's just, you, you described the other day this drink, this particular drink that you had found, and I tried it this morning, and I wasn't uh, taken by it, I have to admit. Well, it's, not, it's just sparkling water, but the lime, you just put the lime in. Try it again. It's much better now. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately shuts up. But that's because... not fizzy, though. No, that's not... Yeah. There's no flies on you, Rob. Mm. <laughs> if there was, you'd be charging them rent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the verdict on the lime water. So, this is... Uh, this is not sparkling. This is still water. Still water. Definitely getting that lime zing. There yeah. you go. Yeah, man. It's there. It's there. And what do you think? It's in there. Um, but maybe the same thing will be handy if you're not into the bits and the water. That, yeah. that kind of thing the Fair long uh, yeah you want the fruit pole <laughs> <laughs> another question from is it about my cube oh yeah very good the question is uh, does Sean still keep pigeons Sean you're pigeons <laughs> well listen uh, <laughs> this goes out to you is it about my cube um, I'm very sorry to say that the, the pigeons are gone I, I let them out for a race they never came back I found one of them. They're outside. still racing. No, 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 That's Tim. That's not how it works. I, I let them out for a race. <laughs> I found one of them outside. <laughs> he was in bits. He'd been hit by a car. He was in bits. I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think that maybe you never kept pigeons at all. Oh no, yeah, yeah I had a, a, ra- a range of pigeons. Did you? Yeah, all, all sorts. Oh man. Uh, let no, them, uh, them out for a race. Racers, racers, tumblers, divers. Racer pigeons. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's, there's racers and there's tumblers. And to this day, no one, if, if anyone can explain to us what tumblers do, mm. please let us know. Ha- uh, 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 hashtag us at Unterrified Parishioner or just add us at the Eskies. What are tumblers? Uh, I think they just go up. And they basically go up and then they tumble down a bit. They do a little bit of a dance on the way down. All I know, I, I know nothing about pigeon racing. I, I walking into town from where I live. I walk past a couple of places that have little pigeon lofts outside. Um, I know nothing about them beyond the fact that we made up this rumour that Sean kept pigeons. Basically because Sean's from Donamade, which is a working class part of Dublin. You know... Two of the other ones are from Tallow, we're from working class parts of Dublin as well. Just Sean happened to be from the north side of Dublin, which for anybody who's not familiar with Dublin is 
stereotypically and stupidly seen as the more working class side of the city. Uh, so this idea of Sean keeping pigeons came about. It's like Tim being a landowner and all. No, that's true though. That is true. Yeah, if anyone wants to, to buy or sell any land, you can go on to Tim. His dad also owns lots of shops. Lord, yeah. Lord Tim, Lloyd, George, Montbatten. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, Tim will uh, be happy to buy or sell land. And Sean will fill it with pigeons. He'll fill the scars above that land. With pigeons? Yeah. I mean, I, I might get more pigeons soon. <laughs> but at the moment... I'm still grieving <laughs> for the previous pigeons. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, man. Would you get more racer pigeons or tundras? I think the racers, I can't handle it. They run <laughs> <laughs> this is the King of Rome. Uh, so the song, the King of Rome. Right in the West End of Derby, love the working man. He said, I can't fly, but my pigeons can. And when I set them free, it's just like part of me. Gets lifted up on shining wings. That's all about a race. The King of Rome is a race. Yeah, yeah. A pigeon race. I didn't notice. I didn't oh, know yeah. that. I've been feeling the poor old dogs. So the friends of ours, a band from Bristol called the Poor Old Dogs. I've been feeling they told us about this in the mother's room that night. But we'd it, had a drink. They told us. It's a cover version. It um, is a cover version. So the dude who wrote it, they eventually, somehow or another, heard the Poor Old Dogs version of this song yeah. and, and thought it was better than his version. Apparently. Yeah, he said he, he was that really his, impressed with his it. late mother told him that that's the way the song should always have been. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? Because it is more like working class, their sound and yeah. that kind of, it's raw, like, you know? Yeah, 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 it's great. Have a look there. Look up uh, Poor Old Dogs. The album's called A Fresh Pot of Mustard and that song is called King of Rome. Yeah. It's a nice one. There's some friends of ours playing, mm. some, playing a song that we really like. Another question. Wait, how are you fixed with a question there, Sean? Right, well, you know, there's... There's a couple of things here, but I suppose there's someone asking when we are next playing in Dublin. Ah, uh, yes. So, uh, when did we last play in Dublin? We uh, last played in Dublin. In August, in Wheelands. Wheelands, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a bad Oh, we done two yeah, gigs that was in Wheelands. So good. Yeah. Played that, two gigs that, that weekend. The mad weekend. We played the Friday, we played a, a, a banging gig on a Friday in our own Wheelands, and then we drove off to Inverness, and then we... Uh, Jesus, yeah, I forgot about that. That fucking drive was a that bit of between, jump. yeah. It was, a, it was a long weekend. It was, yeah. It was. Mm. It's a killer. This mm. whole, this last six years have been one long weekend. But it weekend. was good, though, like, Wheelands, <laughs> getting over for Bella Drum in Inverness, which is a deadly festival. That was great, Tartan Heart Festival. Yeah, it was class. And then we were back to Wheelands again for... On the Sunday. A lovely that was strip, That was great, actually. Oh, do you know what? It was lovely. Yeah, we, we, really we, will be, we will most certainly be doing that again. Yeah. You can guarantee we'll be doing yeah. that again. Yeah. Uh, we played an acoustic gig. Inverted, inverted commas, air commas, acoustic gig. Yeah. Uh, because that was really lovely. It was absolutely lovely. It was quiet enough that you could sing in the room without microphones. Yeah. And we did. And people sang with us. Yeah. And it was the loveliest, spongiest. Yeah. Had a couple of little... Just a couple of pints, a couple of little drinks, a couple of drinkaroos, a couple of Smithix, I believe, because yeah. the fucking thing was sponsored by Smithix. And uh, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, few few Smithix and a few songs, and oh Jesus, we'll be doing that again because it was lovely. But yeah. not for we will do that again. We will do but that it, again. We'll it, do it, that. It will not be our next gig again. in Dublin. Our next gig. So someone asks as well. Uh, these two questions are kind of the same. Are we going to be playing Wheelands uh, on Stephen's Day? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, any anyone listening in Britain? Uh, Stephen's Day is what Boxing Day is actually called, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, a bit of cultural imperialism there for you. How'd you like it? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> have a taste. Yeah, didn't you give up for long enough? <laughs> <laughs> taste shouldn't take your skull. Uh, <laughs> I love this, didn't you do it for long enough? I'm going to do it to you. Um, the reason that we're not playing Wheelands on Stephen's Day is because we're going to be playing the Button Factory on the 24th of January. Now, this is part of Tradfest. We're very excited about it. Everyone searching in their pockets now to make sure, sure it is. <laughs> I think it's twenty <laughs> fifth. Yeah, it's twenty fifth. Oh, Three of us all looking at each other. Everyone searching. It is the twenty fifth. Right. We're not playing. <laughs> we're not playing Wheelands on Stephen's Day. But the reason that we're not playing Wheelands on Stephen's Day is because we're playing the Button Factory on the twenty fifth of January, and that's part of Tradfest, and it's going to be a belter. Tickets are on sale now. You can get <laughs> tickets on our website. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's yeah, before. Yeah, Will we absolutely. put a word in, try to get the Lord Henry's in. Ah, that'd be brilliant. That'd, that'd be, be good. Brilliant. Tim, if you if could just stop showing all your personal effects around. It was Bobby who dropped his phone again. If the Lord was back, that'd be great now. The Lord Rooney. The Lord Rooney. I think Chris he, Rooney. Very much mine. Chris Rooney's back, back in December, is he? He is, yeah. Yeah, so he might be home. Well, we'd have we'd get Chris and Alex and Kev. Yeah. And someone else as well as Kev. <laughs> He's got loads of people in. <laughs> Yeah, so that's 25th of January. That's the next time we're going to be playing in Dublin. Unfortunately, it's, it's, it's quite a while away. But hold on, hang in there. And we'll hang in there. And we'll look forward to it. And we'll make the most of it. You can make yourself feel better by buying a ticket right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can buy them as early as you like. Yeah. I mean, anticipation is a wonderful thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> question. Uh, this is from Grizzly Murphy. In Heave Away, what inspired the use of the phrase Mater in Mare a Laison? Cheers, guys. <laughs> Mater in mare a laison means mother of the sea, have mercy. The song is kind of about a guy. Um, well, you can have a listen to the song. You can decide for yourself what the song is about. But that particular pre-chorus, I wanted it to be really dramatic. I wanted it to sort of uh, uh, evoke images of um, Christianity and of, uh, of church music. I wanted it to be like a hymn. So uh, I went back, I used to sing in a choir when I was a kid, so I still have all my old sheep music. And I went back through it and had a look for some, I'd, everyone knows the likes of Kyrie A.L.A. song. Yeah, the phrases. Th those kinds of phrases. So I just had to find out what, how you would say, mother of the sea. Uh, I remember coming down to that, I remember coming down to the jam room <laughs> to use and saying, is this a bit much or uh, is this a bit wankery like? And there is, the, the, I, I feel like there was a precedent set that day that yes, yes it is a bit wankery. But you shouldn't change it. But you shouldn't change it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now that's how you can get away with saying things like, we live to see the fall of our old foe, Napoleon, yeah. mm. without anybody going, what a, what a yeah. wanker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal, isn't it? It's to try and find people who are willing to not just put up with your wankerisms, but uh, encourage them. And go and, along with And them, engage yeah. with them and yeah. add to them. Yeah, so that's where Mater and Mare Laison came from. It's meant to be this guy clinging on to the, 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 the wreck of his life. Uh, 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 which in the, in the, in the song is a uh, you know a, a, a shipwreck and uh, mm. the sea and he's meant to be basically looking to the sky and crying out for mercy mother of the sea have mercy uh, asking for the, the 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 tides or the current to to pull him in a favourable direction rather than out into the middle of the sea where he'll surely drown <laughs> a salty shivery death probably never be found never be found she could die out there and never be found. Unless there happened to be a jogger going by. <laughs> <laughs> or Wookie. Or Wookie. Oh yeah, our, our good friend Wookie who works in a lighthouse. Um, 
Hello, Wookie, yeah. if you are listening. One more question. Here's one for you now. Uh, with the loss of Carney, the band is now 50% less handsome. Have you tied? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that bad. <laughs> uh, have you tied Tim down to a new contract? <laughs> <laughs> Negotiations are on the t- on the table. Laugh it up, George. <laughs> well, Niall Swan. No, it was Niall. That was Niall Swan. This is your question. Cheeky. I'm here to tell you, Niall. Uh, in response, uh, well, first of all, thank you very much for your very hurtful question. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really don't want to continue now, yeah. Niall, thank yeah. you. <laughs> We're back to pigeons, except this time the cat is among them. Huh? Yes. <laughs> uh, Tim George has always been our most handsome member, in my mind. So, fuck you. <laughs> we still have him. What have you got? You don't have Tim George. We've still got Tim George. He's mine. Uh, He's ours. We own him. You can't have him. How can we abuse something we own? <laughs> um, yeah, Tim, we're going to insure your face. <laughs> and your arms. And your arms. Oh, your, arms your golden arms. arms. Golden skin. <laughs> Unburdened by stress. <laughs> Unburdened by most things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Unburdened by most things. <laughs> Tim has the look of an unburdened soul. But it's, it's, it's joyous. Why, why, I wish, wish we could all be like that. Yeah, yeah. Just laughing all the time and looking gorgeous. Yeah. Tim, I wish that was the life you lived. <laughs> Just laughing and looking gorgeous. I wish that for you, unfortunately. Yeah, every time I picture you, that's what I see. When we're not together and I picture you, I just I picture you like, like running around the place on your own laughing and like and just screaming like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, like, we were down in Dunmore East and we were staying in the, in the house next door to the venue the, the Strand and uh, we were having a few drinks afterwards and Tim's brother Stevie was there <laughs> we were sitting on one side of the room and Tim and Carney were dancing around the other side of the room and Stevie turned to us and went look at Tim look at Tim he's just he's so happy <laughs> at, at that exact moment even though Tim couldn't possibly have heard him over the music from the other side of the room Stevie went look at Tim he's, he's so he's so he's so happy and Tim went I'm so happy <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, it was glorious. Uh, um, this is uh, shortly before he was. It took him forty minutes to climb up the stairs while singing "You Are My Sunshine." Oh my god! Oh my god! god. You nearly that. died that night. We nearly <laughs> killed everyone else did as well. Yeah. Okay, so we're just about ready to wrap up. We should just say that at the moment we are locked away in our jam room, and we're busy rehearsing. With the lovely Shay, who's going to be coming away, and he's going to be playing drums with us in England. He is. Mm-hmm. Very lovely Shay. Looking forward to it, yeah. He's a very lovely man. Yeah. We're going to be the ruination of him. Poor guy. <laughs> doesn't know what he's in for. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Shay, make sure to pack your rock boots, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's going to be a hell of a lot of rock. <laughs> So there you go. Yeah, we are going to wrap it up. Uh, we're going to be coming to. We're going to get another podcast in before we head away to England on the thirty first, which is Halloween. Uh, it's good to be back with the unterrified parishioner. Finally, uh, getting around to to 
to add into it, and we 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 very much want this to be something that you get and get 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 involved with and get engaged engage with us with because we'd like to answer your questions and be having a bit of a conversation, which is every week and trying to get a little little bit of time in together for us and especially with you and yeah, now more than ever, let's bring the parish together. Yeah, how do you feel? Yeah, yeah, nice. So, good. so we'll leave it at that. Uh, please do us the favour of uh, rating us and subscribing to us on uh, iTunes and liking and sharing the podcast and all that kind of thing. Uh, links to all tickets for all of the shows that we talked about on the show, uh, on the podcast, and all shows that we have coming up in general are all, as well as everything else you need to know, are all on theeskies.com. Uh, please feel free to tweet us at the Eskies or Instagram us at the Eskies or Facebook us at the Eskies or whatever you like and hashtag unterrified parishioner we look forward to seeing you all next week yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. up the parish ladies and gentlemen up stay safe parish. and yourselves oh!